Meanwhile, apocalyptic currents course through the culture. The president, the attorney general, and others in the current administration are evangelical Christians, unabashed about the ties between their fundamentalist religious beliefs and their policies. Novels and direct-to-video films depicting the end times, the products of a booming tribulation industry, rival the sales of their secular counterparts. A potentially fatal mystery plague, severe acute respiratory syndrome, spreads unabated around the globe. There is, quite literally, war in Babylon. In my mind's ear, I hear the psychedelic soul band The Chambers Brothers in 1966, the year I was born. Time has come today. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Time. Jonathan Edwards was certainly much interested in prophecy. He began a journal on the subject Notes on the Apocalypse at the age of 20. Paul Boyer, When Time Shall Be No More, Prophecy Belief in Modern American Culture. I also hear Arthur Lee, another psychedelicized soul, or as he sang of himself on the eponymous 1966 debut album of his Los Angeles-based band Love, a mulatto soul so rare. As I try to come to terms with the cruel spring of 2003, a season that, in my more hysterical moments, feels like a countdown to Armageddon. Not unlike how I imagine I would have felt during the late 1960s, had I been twenty then instead of a tot. After all, the grim catalogue of current events above could, with a few minor adjustments, be a dispatch from 1967 to 69. And if you don't think so, go turn on your tub. No wonder, then, that Love's third LP, Forever Changes, released in November 1967, underscores today's news as seamlessly as it did the upheavals of 1968. The record may be 36 years old at the time of this writing, but its hermetic fusion of the personal and the political feels more relevant than ever. It speaks to the present in ways that, say, a Jefferson Airplane record never could, whatever the parallels between the late 60s and our contemporary morass. For unlike most rock musicians of his time, Arthur Lee was one member of the 60s counterculture who didn't buy flower power wholesale, who intuitively understood that letting the sunshine in wouldn't instantly vaporize the world's or his own dark stuff. For him, the glittering surface of the age of Aquarius obscured an undertow of impending doom. He wasn't alone. Joan Didion, cracking up in her Hollywood bungalow, considered the era portentous enough to require Yeats's The Second Coming as its epigraph. Jim Morrison of The Doors sang of insane children, lost in a Roman wilderness of pain, on their way to the end. The initially optimistic Todd Gitlin on the front lines of the student anti-war movement throughout the decade concluded that by the late 60s, quote, the best that could be claimed for America was the purity of a scourging, the aesthetic of the apocalypse, not a political vision, end of quote. Bob Dylan, having ridden the rails of speed and psychedelics to the farthest reaches of popular song in previous years, finally crashed, and by 68 was found hiding inside the biblical miniatures of John Wesley Harding, warning that the hour is getting late. Even the terminally irreverent Frank Zappa took time out between the smug social satire and avant-garde brain farts of the Mothers of Invention's freakout to, quote, go to praying every time I hear him saying that there's no way to delay that trouble coming every day, end of quote, in his deadly serious meditation on the 1965 Watts riots. But in many ways, Arthur Lee stood apart from and ahead of these he was paranoid in Hollywood before Didion. He was king of the Sunset Strip before Morrison, 
and instrumental in getting the Doors a record deal. He traded in An Aesthetic of the Apocalypse before Gitlin. Love's first album boasted a song called Mushroom Clouds. Their late 66 single, Seven and Seven Is, climaxed in an atomic bomb blast, and they were almost called Dr. Strangelove. He headed for the hills in domestic isolation before Dylan and Pache Zappa, who in Trouble Every Day admitted that I'm not black, but there's a whole lot of times I wish I could say I'm not white. Lee was black, had grown up near Watts, and later through Love's residencies at Beto Lido's and the Whiskey A Go-Go on the Strip, provided the mothers of invention with a ready-made audience of underground L.A. freaks. Question. Out of my mind, Mr. Soul, they seem like the darker side of the 60s. Answer. Well, that was sort of like still not feeling I was a part of it, outside looking in. You take things very heavily when you're that age. 